You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, and we've got two things to tell you about this morning. Uh, something that's coming up in Melbourne, Friday 13th to Saturday the 14th, uh, is After Dark. And so we're going to talk to the uh, creative director of the social crew, Belinda Collins, about uh, this great feast for uh, the Australian uh, Melbourne public to enjoy the uh, various cultural centres that are in Melbourne uh, on those two days from 6pm to 1am on both Friday the 13th and Saturday the 14th. I hadn't actually twigged that it was Friday the 13th until I just looked at it then. It's obviously making uh, life less unlucky to be able to go out and have a look at the wonderful uh, art galleries and museums that we've got on offer in Melbourne. And later on, we're going to hear from some uh, the... uh, uh, in-resident director of NIDA and one of the recipients of a particular new uh, venture that they've got going called uh, NIDA X. It's the NIDA X program. So uh, we'll hear a little bit about that. But before we do, we'll have a message. Join Free Palestine Melbourne in remembering the Nakba at a vigil at the State Library at 12 midday on Sunday the 15th of May. Nakba means catastrophe in Arabic and commemorates the displacement and ethnic cleansing of more than 700,000 Palestinians from their homes to create the State of Israel in 1948. The Nakba continues with refugees from 1948 still living in refugee camps and more Palestinians being displaced as Israeli settlements continue to be built on stolen Palestinian land. The event will include naming and acknowledging many of the towns and villages destroyed by Israel. Nakba Day Vigil, midday, Sunday, the 15th of May, on the steps of the State Library of Victoria. Free Palestine Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. Hi, my name is Rolf de Heer. I don't live in Melbourne. I live across the water in Tasmania. But if I did live in Melbourne, my number one radio station would be 3CR because it's about community, and community matters. It certainly does, and you're back with Annie on Showreel, and we've got Belinda Collins. G'day, Belinda. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. Uh, The Social Crew Creative Director, and you've obviously uh, been uh, building up a storm. This sounds great, Art After Dark. Tell us about it. Yeah, sure. It's a two-night evening uh, event where uh, seven venues across Melbourne, cultural hubs, 
um, open their doors in the evening to a whole new range of existing programming and also some new, um, some new highlights and music and uh, DJs and all sorts of film, art, every single form of art you can imagine, actually, so yeah. from 6pm to 1am. Yeah, yeah, it's always exciting to be out doing things at times you would normally not be out. So uh, obviously 6pm to 1am is exciting in itself. And the places are the, uh, the National Gallery, the, um, the Arts Centre, Fed Square, ACME, State Library of Victoria and the Melbourne Museum. Uh, so uh, National Gallery Australia and National Gallery Victoria International, what's the difference? Oh, that's the one down near um, Fed Square, right? That's right. So there's National Gallery um, at also at two places. So the one that we all know and love from a perennial, um, you know, as as you know, um, featured Ron Muick Mass last time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming back to the NGV, which is... Um, the main one that we would know, but some may not know the NGV is also at Fed Square. Um, that program there is also um, featuring some highlights of a new exhibition that's open currently, but yep. then open especially for this show for the evening. Now, the idea of After Dark is actually um, inspired by a European Night of Museums, right? That's right. Night of the Museums, which I believe lines up in about May as well. Um, it started in Paris. Um, we're, we're playing homage to that in Melbourne uh, to encourage people to come out and celebrate the culture that is right under our nose rather than having to go to Europe for this time um, so that we can open our doors at night time and experience uh, what we all know and love uh, now that we're able to get out there again. Now, what would you, I mean, imagine you're a person who wants to do this. Uh, what would you imagine would be something that would be exciting for them to do? What sort of progress would they make through this event, these events? Well, there's lots of different offerings. I think the main thing to highlight, each venue has a different program. The curators of each of those venues have put together their own unique programming. Some some play homage, as I said, with uh, NGV, um, bringing back some favourites. Others have got a whole new um, element of programming um, and exhibitions. We've got at Acme, for example, there's um, a number of films playing. Uh, I'm not sure if you want me to go into Yeah, go t- tell the me part. about the films. Yeah, sure. So the films that are at Acme, um, Creature from the Black Lagoon yeah. in 3D. In so 3D, fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> so the 30s classic bringing back that South American myth of the human-fish hybrid. Um, from the Amazon, the Gill Man, that's playing. It's obviously a monster movie with a simple, tragic love story connection. Um, we've also got an exhibition there, um, Gillian Waring, Editing Life, which is free. That's a free one. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon is ticketed. The, the, um, um, the edited, editing for life is a pretty fascinating concept, isn't it? I mean, it, it's yeah. about a woman who is, act, the filmmaker is actually um, chronicling herself. In detail, yeah, lens on herself and um, her approach to photography and video. Um, it's part of the Photo Twenty Two exhibition this year, so it's I guess she's using AI, AI or artificial intelligence, um, an age processing tool to depict her possible future self, which is scary. <laughs> I not to do that. So I think uh, that will be very interesting to see um, how one would do that. Um, 
Terranellius, which is also at Acme, mm. um, by Soda Jerk. Uh, they're the two-person art collective who make rogue doco films. Um, the p- political satire, um, eco-horror road movie, I think that's the genre that comes under. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen it before. If you haven't, it's essentially it's a mix of um, fragments of Australian pop culture. Um, and it goes from an apocalyptic desert camp of Mad Max um, which is set the site of refuge by Centennial Celebration. So I think, you know, it's quite um, interesting in that I think the women of Australian cinema in that movie, obviously they're thinking of satire here, go vigilante on Mel Gibson. So that's, <laughs> uh, if anyone should see that, that's free. Yeah. Um, then we've got Art Centre um, hosting, you know, opening the music vault in the evening, which is exciting with the forecourt hosting a number of DJs uh, across a variety of genres from electronic to soul. Um, Human Nature, which is a ticketed event, um, classic classic 90s pop pop tracks and ballads. I think I sang them many of those in my youth. So, <laughs> you know, that, that caters for a particular market. Um, or if any, any of um, the younger gen are into the 90s, I think pay homage to that, see what it was all about. Then we've got Fed Square, um, you know, well, I'm actually pretty. I'm pretty interested in Fed Square because you've got Briggs as your opening act. Absolutely, yeah. Briggs, Briggs is also um, obviously a rapper and uh, hip hop yorta yorta man who is an absolute pioneer of Australian hip hop. Um, he's also supported by Kian, Izzy, and Soju Gang, which is a great support at the Fed Live, part of the Fed Live programming, which will be live on the Friday night. Um, also at Fed Square is Constellations, so it's an audio-visual installation that projects light through water particles. That's by oh, wonderful. La Mercer. Yeah, that's amazing. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Yeah. Um, then, uh, depending which way you go from there, really, um, you've got State Library as well, um, featuring Midnight at Pink Lake, which is a 360 projection oh. in the dome or the reading room, yeah. which is... A little, a little more peaceful. You've got your meditation, poems, song and peace that kind of plays that, like very peaceful and relaxing. Um, as well at the State Library, there's roving performers as well as a create program. So um, with Vicinia Tonga, which is around how to weave, and then also Becky Orpin doing um, 3D flowers with Emma Peel DJing. So it's a really solid program there. Um, coming back, to um, the NGV International, we've got um, a current exhibition which I touched on earlier, which is Queer Stories, and it talks about, you know, kind of really investigates the uh, NGV collection um, as it is, and the, um, I guess the how it highlights how queerness is intersectional and LGBTQ plus rights are interwoven um, in other movements, in other political movements. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, really fascinating exhibition. I think that's, you know, a great one for everyone to see. Um, and then you've got up the top of the city there, we've got Melbourne Museum, um, which is Melbourne Museum Universe. So it's a galaxy-inspired program. Oh, wonderful. With the IMAX release of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, so, is, that a, is this a 3D version of it by any chance? It is. I saw it the other day uh, because I do reviews and I was thinking to myself, this would be so good 3D. 
Oh, amazing. I mean, I think, you know, anything directed by Sam Remy, um, which is the same director as Spider-Man and the Evil Dead series, um, I, I believe there's a heap of cameos. I haven't seen it, but um, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get in line. So, obviously, Marvel that's fans. a ticketed event, I should imagine. That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But really yep. worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the majority of the programming is free. I think some of some of the films, obviously, for Acme, um, Creature of the Black Lagoon, um, and Doctor Strange are ticketed. Um, but the majority of the programming is free, including all the other things that are happening around them. So, uh, I mean, I think to encourage people for um, those sorts of uh, shows, I think book ahead. Definitely get booking, um, plan your night. Um, for the others, you know, you can walk around, obviously, Fed Square's free. Um, you know, the majority of the programming is free, actually. So, um, it's, it's But it'd be wise to, to book. It'd be wise to book. Yeah, I think wise to book, definitely, for those that you definitely want to... And anyway, it'd be better to plan. It'd be better to plan. Well, we, well, you're speaking to a planner. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, I plan. I, I would plan ahead, definitely. And, you know, make a night of it. You've got yeah. to play in, so it's nice to be able to go out now. So, yeah. very exciting. Thanks for talking to us, Belinda. And, of course, they can go online to After Dark, uh, Art After Dark, Art After Dark, and you'll get everything. You'll be able to look. Correct. You'll be able to That's see. Right. Thanks very much for talking to me. You're welcome. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. I just pay my way out. This is a miracle. Go with the fellas, whatever the weather. We got drinks with umbrellas. You got Tom to We might put uh, Briggs back in the box for you to uh, appreciate at the end of the show because we're going to listen to a chat that I had with uh, director in residence at NIDA, David Berthold, and uh, Mark Balotin, who is one of the winning uh, groups that put forward a project for NIDA X. Um, I'll let them explain what NIDA X is all about. Thank you very much for talking to me today. I'm quite interested in the NIDA X uh, project that you are putting, in, uh, putting time into. David, could you give my listeners some understanding of why NIDA's decided to do this? Yeah, well, NIDA is the National Training Institution for the Performing Arts, uh, particularly kind of theatre and music theatre and film and television. And uh, because of that, it feels necessary for us to also be investigating the real front line of arts and entertainment. And a lot of that, of course, is the use of new digital tools, uh, whether it's motion capture or you know, any kind of extended reality or mixed reality um, technologies, the use of storytelling, which is more and more in the world. And uh, we thought it'd be wonderful to... Oh, that's, that is part of our daily teaching at the moment, but we thought it'd be great to have a project for NIDA alumni 
um, who want to investigate this area as well. But NIDA has actually uh, worked with other with partners. I mean, you've found a, a foundation that's prepared to put money into it, and you've also partnered with the Australia Council Councils for the Arts, and you're doing a search project as well. Yeah, the Gergensen Foundation uh, has uh, donated $60,000 to the project, um, which is just brilliant. And they can see that uh, the future of storytelling is an important thing to uh, explore. And also the Australia Council sees that, which the you know the, the federal government's um, uh, advisory and funding body for the arts in Australia. And uh, they'll be... Uh, running a research project side by side these projects which uh, deal specifically with audience and how audiences deal with uh, digital storytelling um, so it's great to have those two partners yes and so there were six alumni NIDA alumni groups that put forward uh, projects that have been awarded money and support correct that's right. We chose uh, we chose six, and uh, part of that support is also mentorship from two uh, fabulous organisations that work in this area. Uh, Grumpy Sailor, which uses lots of immersive storytelling and experiences. Uh, so James Boyce from Grumpy Sailor will be one of the mentors, and also Michaela Ledwidge from Mod uh, is also a mentor as well. So it's part of the, so part of the profession, part of the industry in this world is very interested in this project as well. Uh, so yeah, we chose six. Okay. And of course we've got Mark Abolitan on the line and you're one of the recipients of this, uh, uh, first time effort at, uh, combining, um, NIDA storytelling and technology. Can you tell us a little bit about what this means to you? Yeah, it's a wonderful opportunity. Um, I've always been interested in pushing the the boundaries, the the fault lines, and um, exploring how uh, theatre can use technology and cinema in a more meaningful and creative way to tell sort of exciting stories, not just to showcase technology, but to actually tell new kinds of stories, new kinds of human stories. Um, so it was very exciting to hear about NIDAREX and sort of see that they're sort of moving in this direction even more and really thinking about what we can do with these incredibly powerful tools um, that we have around us. But how can we use them creatively now to tell better stories and newer, new stories and more interesting stories? Because you're part of a team, aren't you? And uh, you've uh, called your project Experiments in Theatre and Cinema. Uh, what are you thinking well, they they very much are, um, um, as it says in the title, uh, experiments. So we don't know how they will turn out. There's a huge element of risk, which is uh, very daunting for me, but also very exciting. And it's really about being provocative and reimagining what cinema can be in the context of live performance using technology. Because if we think about cinema, if we go to see a film, you know, we sit in the dark, we're passive, we're looking at a bright rectangle and I was really interested in what happens if we question this what happens if all of a sudden we can talk to a character on the screen or what happens if all of a sudden we become part of the action on the screen or we get a pair of scissors and we actually cut away a piece of the screen what 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 will happen so they're in some ways they're sort of hypothetical what if experiments we want to um, test on audiences and just really play with that form 
Well, it's really quite a fascinating thing. Um, what are you hoping to do with the uh, support of the technicians and people who have uh, already been working in the digital space? Yeah, so uh, these kind of projects, they, they're actually a really interesting blend between, I guess, the sort of the, I don't want to say the traditional forms of writing and storytelling, but the sort of... Um, uh, what what theatre usually brings to the stage, um, coupled with technology, engineering, um, really sort of fascinating uses of um, all sorts of digital tools. So um, a project like mine, and I, I think all the other projects, really is this lovely sort of combination of um, people who really have focused and, um, and love the craft of uh, technology and, and developing digital tools. With um, I'm also working with traditional storytellers and actors and musicians, so it's a kind of a, a strange, surreal, futuristic um, dance that we will be doing sort of to create these experiments for the audience. I'm imagining that uh, you will come up with an idea and then you would have to actually work out if it was possible to do it in this space, this technological space. And then that would actually expand your both groups' appreciation as well as the audience's involvement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this, this particular project, these experiments done in cinema, um, are for me really first and foremost about the audience. I think for too long the audience have been uh, sort of passive and disempowered. You know, if, if you think of traditional cinema we're certainly sitting in the dark but even in theatre we're often not really responding so we we're very interested in sort of seeing how the audience is given the chance how they will react what will they do um for me it's sort of a, a form of empowerment um to sort of see how the audience can actually contribute to the story to what happens um, on the screen and um beyond the screen um but it's also a great unknown we we may have audiences that um, totally sort of rebel against the experiments or we may have audiences that really sort of um, plunge into them so that I guess that's the sort of exciting thing as well as because we're bringing in this um, new live element this character of the audience. I think Mark's put his finger on something there the thing that's um, common about these six projects amongst them is that they all very much centre storytelling ahead of the technology and you know they they have stories they want to tell and they're trying to find the best tools to tell it you know with a focus on the audience and I think that's been a really important uh, focus for us and uh, because all the technology in the world you know can be a bit boring if it's actually not you know engaging with people in a story way Um, and so it's been interesting to see that these six projects use all sorts of technologies to tell their stories Uh, whether it's um, you know motion capture or metahumans or deep fake video or um, you know stories like the invasion of the body snatchers is using a lot of technology where the audience becomes the body catchers. And there's another piece set in a, in in a cafe in a real cafe where the audience turns up in the cafe and uh, and and uh, uh, take part in stories with uh, humans and robots. So there's. Uh, the, the question of you know what it is to be human in a way through you know deep fakes and metahumans mm-hmm. and robots and so on is, is something that more and more of course we're we're engaging with as a society and need to I think all these projects do that at some level.
Yeah, I was interested in, because um, I've been following what's been going on in this area, and there's a lot of different uh, ways that it's uh, actually brought to the audience. Um, people are experimenting as much with the creation as they are with the interface, effectively, you know, so that it becomes seamless, a, a seamless interaction and building on the vocabulary of, of previous communications effectively and like theatre, film, all those different types of methods. How are you imagining um, that audience will interact with the creations? Um, in all sorts of ways, uh, but I think all of them have their eye on the audience as creator as much as consumer. And and I think I think just as a society, we're really geared for that. You know, we expect to participate. You know, we can participate and intervene in conversations through social media and on television and so on. It's just part of our daily lives now, you know, that we're, we are part of the conversation. And, and in theatrical storytelling, uh, I think we have a similar desire. So uh, almost all of the, the six projects uh, engage in that level in some way, and I think that's, that's really exciting. Does that mean that you think that people will interact online or that they'll go to the pub and there'll be an ev event or that there will be a theatre piece? or What, what are you expecting? Uh, all, all of the above, all, oh, all cool. six of the projects. Yeah, so mm -hmm. the, the one in the cafe, for example, you know, an audience member actually does go to a cafe and they sit at a cafe and then the story unfolds around them, and before they know it, they're involved in the story. And uh, but you know, in, in other circumstances, uh, they're uh, experiencing it online, but doing it actively, not passively. So there are all all sorts of shapes there. And I might say that some of these projects are actually prototypes, so they're they're really big ideas. Uh, and this is this Nider X project is a way of kind of seeding those and giving them a bit of lift. Uh, into uh, what I hope will be much bigger iterations some down the, sometime down the track. Uh, it's interesting to me. Uh, someone told me about going to a theatre piece where the audience was moving within the scenes and they could interact with the actors. Uh, so there's a lots of challenges going on, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I guess theatre has always done that, you know, for a centuries actually with audiences, you know, in, in interacting with with actors in performance. So I guess that kind of relationship isn't new at all. It's, you know, it's always been part of the theatrical experience in, in, in all sorts of cultures, not just the Western culture. And, uh, but this, this is just, uh, you know, introducing new kind of tools that, that give audiences and artists uh, a different way of telling story. And I think that's going to be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really interesting. Also, um, when what's the time frame? When when do you expect to have some results or uh, some sort of uh, idea of what's been going on or what's been learned? Uh, most of them will be kind of finished their first stage, if you like, uh, probably within six months or, or nine months. Um, so uh, we would expect to see things in that period, through that period of mentorship and experiments and so on. It is an experiment, so you know you don't want to rush an experiment. Um, but that that seems to be the general time frame for them. Thank you for talking to me, David and Mark, and uh, good luck. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank Annie. you. Pleasure. Thanks, Annie. And uh, yes, uh, we've just been now uh, finding out about uh, NIDA X program, and uh, we early in the program we were. 
uh, finding out from Belinda Collins, uh, the director, art director for uh, Art After Dark. I think you really should go online and find out how you can become part of that wonderful event. Thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth to and Friday and Saturday the fourteenth. Uh, coming up next is. Uh, uh, published or not, and we will hear the rest of uh, Briggs. Life is incredible. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. Man, hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. I just pay my way out. This is a miracle. Go with the fellas, whatever the weather. We got drinks with umbrellas. You got time to wine, keep them down in the cellar. We got time to shine, do that shit at Coachella. Throwing brunches and lunches, lunches and crunches. Living life in abundance, don't really worry about nothing. Then I pull up, hop out, wave at that cop now. Stop sign, ran that, oh that fine, that's not out. And hush what they say now. I just pay my way out. This is a miracle. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.